maybe this capture, you find out how many fucking crosswalks are on the picture. (laughs) Listen, I hate those, by the way, because they always slightly overlap into like, and you can never tell if it's actually in that square or not. That meme. You gotta go with that meme with, with, um, what's his face like sweating? Yeah. It's like like that moment when you're like, is the traffic light, is the traffic light moving into it? You know what I mean? Like... All right, everyone, welcome to another edition of Game Wild. It looks like it's episode 38, if I'm counting right. And guys, trust me when I say this, I don't always count right. But I think this is 38, so we're in a good spot. Neither do I, so I think we have a problem. <laughs> and plus, we've had, a, we've had, listen, this has been a crazy week. It's been very tumultuous in regards to... Ooh, that's uh, a vocab word. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, in regards to pre-orders, I am very saddened and hurt to have to say that Microsoft screwed up just as much as Sony did. I'm starting to believe that maybe it's not their fault and it's the retailer's fault. Did you really uh, because... believe anything different was gonna happen though? Like they're both Well, I felt like we'd going. have less, I felt, I felt like with the Microsoft one, it would have been a little bit more coordinated and even that wasn't the case because I know we're jumping a little bit ahead of the game because we haven't touched the question of the week and I'm opening up with uh, with my sad news about Microsoft. But it's really just disappointing to see that it took Best Buy, it sounds like over four, 45 minutes to get the pre-orders actually up. So when 11 o'clock hit, Walmart and Target were the first ones. Then it was uh, GameStop. Then it was, I believe, Amazon, just, and then from there, finally, Best Buy came through. The way that you're explaining it, it sounds like you're you're explaining like a storm. Like, and at eleven o'clock, Walmart got hit. Next was Target, and then eleven forty-five. But listen, oh, it's so. But we'll get into that, um, and I'm opening with it, but. Before we do, let's thank everyone for joining us today. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcasts are sold. Make sure if you're watching us on YouTube that you're uh, giving us a like, you're subscribing, ringing that bell, all that fun stuff. And um, now that we're past the uh, disclaimers, let's get into the question of the week. So it looks like you came up with this question, and it's pretty interesting. Um, Have you ever received a video game system as a gift? If so, what was the first one you ever got? Also, what was the first console you ever bought with your own money? So the question of the week is actually the questions of the week because (laughs) SJW can't follow the rules. So I was concerned that, like, because I thought of this without asking you, so I I was concerned that... The answer would Which just is be like, why it's no. not following protocol. I, <laughs> I was concerned that the answer was just going to be no. I haven't gotten one as a gift, and it's like okay, well then that was a well short lived. Number question, one, right? we've all probably gotten a system as a gift because when we were younger, yeah, we had to have gotten thinking. a video game system to kind of spur the passion we have for it. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, if I had to say what was the first system, it was probably a Nintendo um now now when i so, say gift i don't mean like like your parents bought it for themselves and you were four years old and you just so happened to like kind of inherit it because they never played it because that that was what no, happened with yeah. me with an nes oh really yeah. okay so no i've i i, I always just it was me who it, drove the bus on those things okay so they actually you actually got a gift it was given to you and it was a regular nintendo mm-hmm. okay awesome awesome yeah because yeah, I, I mean I, I, okay so Nintendo, Sega Genesis, TurboGrafx-16. Those are all uh, gifts, really? Yeah, at some point in my life, yeah. Um, Damn, nobody likes me. <laughs> uh, Sega CD, if you want to count wow, that. Sega CD, Jesus. Yeah, I had a Sega CD. Rip. Um, rip. Dreamcast. Uh, Sony PlayStation 1. Okay, okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. No. Um, as far as it goes, it was uh, it was a Nintendo 64. That you bought with your own and, money? Right, but technically it was trade-in. So GameStop was running a situation where you could trade in like 20 
PlayStation 1 games and you get like a free Nintendo 64 or something. And I had like a massive collection of PlayStation games that I wasn't playing. So I was like, let's do it. So I ended up getting that. And I believe I had like Killer Instinct. I was able to get Killer Instinct with it or something. But that was my first purchase. Killer um, technically. So how about you? All right. Gift. And I'll, I'll never forget this because it was probably... It was the, the only one you ever got because of what you told said. Well, yeah, I think I, I think it's the only one that I ever got actually because like the other systems, like I'm pretty sure I got like a PlayStation, the original PlayStation from like a friend or something. Like I I like they just gave it to me, but it wasn't necessarily a gift. Um, and then same thing with like NES. You my you do know what a gift is, right? Yeah, technically, it, what they did was they yeah, gave it no, to no, you. no, no. I mean, like like somebody actually bought it to you for like your birthday or Christmas, yeah, sure, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So and this was just like, hey, I found this. I don't want it anymore. So, um, and then an NES, my parents had, but they didn't really like. My dad would play Mario on it, I think sometimes. But then yeah. I started playing it all the time when I was like four years old. So obviously, it just mm -hmm. kind of became mine because I was always the one playing it. Um, so as far as just legit gift, this is the only legit console gift I ever got was PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2 yep. And <laughs> PlayStation 2, because it was like, like there was so many games that was like the glory days of like games, like AAA titles coming out. I also got, this is, I think, when did PlayStation 2 come out? I think I was 11 when PlayStation 2 came out. Does that sound right? 2001? Somewhere around there, I want to say, yeah, because I believe PlayStation 1 was, like, 96. Or, like, 2000, yeah, it was right? 2000, 2001, so I was either 10 or 11, so... Um, we can we can, we can can fact-check these things. So, 10 that's or 11, 10 or 11, right, is... That's, like, you know, if you're... I was an only child, too, I'm not going to lie, so I was spoiled. Too. <laughs> so, October, October 26, 2000 was... Uh, 2000, okay, so it was going into 2001. Okay, so... Um, but around that age, I feel like is when your parents really get you like a lot wow. for Christmas or at least well, yeah, PlayStation one was 94. Uh, Jeez. wow. Yeah. Wow. You were way off. <laughs> so, um, not really. I said 96. <laughs> so, so I got a lot for Christmas that year and I was like very much a kid still. So they got me a ton of kid stuff. And basically what I got was the beginning of my video game life and collection it was everything that you could possibly want it was ps2 it was multiple controllers it was a charging dock it was like i think they got me like 15 games at the time because i think games were 40 dollars back then um so they got me so many games they were all individually individually wrapped i remember that so right everything that you could ever want and then uh the first game that i ever bought console i ever bought was do you want to guess See, so how so you were eleven in two thousand? Uh yeah or ten, yeah. Yep. I'm gonna have to go with an Xbox. No, because that'd be two thousand five, so yeah, I'm, when I'm did gonna the have three sixty come well, out. Yeah, the three sixty came out in like two thousand and uh two thousand and six. Okay, yeah, and it was slightly um, – was so, it before or after the PS3? Xbox 360 was right around um, that time, I, I believe. Let me just check. We're, we're fact-checking live on our podcast. <laughs> it's just, uh, just so, December, uh, so November 2005 for the Xbox 360. Yeah, okay. Um, PlayStation 3 was uh, 2006. Wow, it's so weird to so, think that they were released so far apart because now they've always been in conjunction with one another. Um, so it's very possible that you would have had enough income because you would have been like seven. You would have been like uh, you'd have been seventeen in two thousand and six. So it's very likely since you're such a PlayStation fanboy that you bought a PlayStation three. <laughs> so I did buy a PlayStation three, but uh, it was We're actually three sixty was the the first. I was one close. I, I, I figured it was either yeah. it was around that time period. But, well, because yeah, okay. it, it had come out first, and that oh. was when Halo two was insane, was and I Boston, loved Halo yeah. two. So I was like, I need to get. 360 i need to be playing halo 2 on the system all the time so basically my entire high school was my my entire high school career was 360 halo 2 up until 2 a.m get three hours of sleep go to class so that was and drink right. a lot of mountain dew <laughs> 
The MD, yeah. Oh yeah, and then also gained so, like forty pounds because of it. But you know. <laughs> so there, so there you go, guys. Uh, that's uh, what we have for the question of the week. If you want to answer that, you can actually join our Facebook group and start answering those questions on our Facebook group. And speaking of our Facebook group, uh, we did a giveaway for the game Among Us, which is blowing up. And we did have a winner. That winner has received the prize. I will not speak. If you want to know who it was, join our Facebook group. And you'll be able to see all that stuff. So uh, we are trying to push more social media and things like that. So please do that. And um, thank you guys for everyone who entered. And the winner is very excited about it. And looking forward to play it. SJW and I got to play it with a couple of friends last night. And Among Us is pretty fun if you have Played a group it. of people that will play. So, yeah, yeah, for the first time. It, I can see why it's addicting, yep. uh, for sure, yeah. especially if you have a large group of people, a large group of friends that you're playing mm -hmm. with. So, yeah. Yep, you can play up to 10 people. We had about seven to eight consistently um, playing in, in the premise of the game, just so people know. And it's a $5 game on Steam right now, so it's not breaking the bank. Uh, you're on a spaceship, and you're trying to find out who's the saboteur. Um and it can be fun because you basically get to an accusation point where people are pointing fingers at each other. <laughs> and last night we had one player who was accusing people. Kicked but off two people. To have the leader pick. And I was actually the saboteur in that matchup. And I ended up winning that battle because I was able to manipulate the person who was accusing other people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Was it manipulation or did he just freak out and start accusing everybody? No, he did. no, no, no. He was freaking out and accusing everyone. But I was backing his play because I was a saboteur. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part about it, I had been the saboteur three times like two times in a row. This is my third time. So I felt like I had the ability to be like, listen. I'm probably chances are I'm not the saboteur three times in a row, which I was. Mm -hmm. So I was able to kind of manipulate it. And then it came down to three people and it was uh, Jeff, our friend, Jeff, our friend, Alex, who's the one who is cr crawling for everyone to be ejected and myself. <laughs> and so basically I just stayed in the room until I was able to kill one of them. <laughs> so the the premise of the game is you either sabotage the the spaceship until uh, while people are doing tasks, but if you can't stop the sabotage within 30 seconds and tip, I think it's like 30 second countdown, mm -hmm. you automatically win. If you are down to um, the last amount of players, like three players, um, if it's a one-to-one -one battle, you win. So if you get that last person before they're able to accuse you, um, you can win there. So I did win one sabotage, which was nice. I won so, one technically because the ship blew up, but I think it was just because everybody... Uh, but it was like learning it and everything. Whiffed, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, and you... Um, you and I were the saboteurs at one point. I think that was the game that I ended that up That was, playing. yeah. Somebody, somebody and you guessed blew me. It, and you I, I didn't blew even it. blow it. I don't even know how, like, I got guessed, but whatever. Whatever. I was trying to, and I, like, I was trying to back your play, and it was just, like, <laughs> whatever. So, guys, fun game. Good if you have a group of people. And guess what? We have a bunch of people. So, join the Facebook group. Get the game. Say, hey, let's play. And if we have enough people who have time to play... You know, you have a group of people who will jump on. You, mm -hmm. you, if you're in the Facebook, you have our Discord. So that's what we used. We'll, we'll use my Discord channel. But um, once we start getting more people in Game Wild, we will have a gen we have a general chat for those games and stuff like that. So uh, there you go, everybody. That was Among Us. And now let's go back to what I started talking about earlier, the Microsoft, Microsoft. pre-order fiasco. So like I said, Probably within the hour from 11 to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, you had problems. I was able to procure an Xbox from Amazon um, in record time, I felt like, because I had dealt with... I wanted Best Buy. Let me be full transparent. I was going to do Best Buy because I wanted to finance it. We are not sponsored by money. Best Buy. I am not sponsored by Best Buy. <laughs> if anything, this is going to be... Uh, uh, you know, a red mark against Best Buy, so it's uh -oh. not definitely not sponsoring uh -oh. them. So, well, it and this is why, right? And if you're on our Facebook group, you'd see it. I posted a video of me spamming, trying to check out in Best Buy for over thirty, for pretty much thirty yeah. seconds, and you could just see it. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, and it's not just Best Buy; it's everyone. But Amazon, 
I got the oops message. I probably saw about 20 dogs because if you if you've never been on Amazon, if you get to a, a link that doesn't exist or is broken, they show you a dog that mm -hmm. someone owns in Amazon as an employee. So I probably saw about half of the the dogs that are owned by employees at Amazon. And then finally, the pre-order page came up. I actually got into my cart and or got it ordered within a minute. Okay, probably less than a minute, which, to be honest with you, is the fastest I've yeah, ever done. Even right with, there, yeah. even with, um, so with that being said, I received a message last night from Amazon saying that there's a possibility my pre-order might not make it in time, which I find to be pretty much BS. But they also sent this message with the PlayStation Five, and both companies are stating that they are making more to meet demand for day one. So with that being said, I highly doubt unless they're blowing smoke up our butts. I think Amazon's taking the opportunity to be like, okay, well, we know all the shit hit the fan with the, both of these systems. So let's just send this email so we have our asses covered in the event that something does happen. And now they're absolved. Like Amazon's absolved of any problems essentially now. Like if they can't honest, deliver on time, they're fine. Well, yeah. No, they're not. Uh, that's the thing, right? Sending a message saying, listen, I'm sorry, but I did not receive a message from Walmart. And Walmart, I got the uh, pre-order for, for the PlayStation 5. No, that's I've what I mean. Not... Yeah, that, that's what I mean, though. Well, think about it, though. I guarantee Amazon has at least double the amount of orders that somewhere like Walmart or Target has. I guarantee it. Well, Everybody okay, uses Amazon. But, but, that, but my point being is that Amazon's built for this, though. Okay. okay. So, okay. Well, no, well, all right. So there's an article and you, you know, I used to work in the trucking industry and yep. my father actually sent me this article the other day. So this is why I think Amazon's using uh, them as a scapegoat. They're using PlayStation and Microsoft problems as a scapegoat. They, uh, there was an article released that Amazon is actually having a very big problem right now with truck drivers. They don't have enough drivers to drive the trucks to deliver their packages. And I mean like the big Mack trucks, like the 18 wheelers, not, not the dinky little not the little the things right yeah so and the, the 18 wheelers are the ones that matter so um with that said they have to turn back to people like ups and fedex which they severed ties with to start their own trucking network that they did a few years back so if they know that that's going to be a problem this year i guarantee that's exactly what this is it's a pr move so that now they're absolved from having to deliver those very specific packages that you know as well as i do are probably going to be a majority or a bulk of the actual orders on Amazon this Christmas, PlayStation and Xbox stuff. So well, I, I think it's a so scapegoat thing. Can I tell you that I think I have a different take on this? And Absolutely I think not. it's actually, <laughs> <laughs> I believe now this is like, like next level thinking that I'm in 2020 when I should be in 2035, <laughs> you know, that kind of level of thinking. Oh boy. And if somebody did this and this is true, it is genius, okay? What if Amazon did this not to protect their neck, but to try and get scalpers to release their pre-orders? Now, let me tell you why I say that. If you actually received one of these emails, it specifically states at the bottom, if you are concerned or are unhappy with the fact that you may not receive your product on time please cancel your order or you can cancel your order Ooh. so could because think about it right what's the biggest thing that these scalpers and these people who bought it these things trying to do they're trying to sell these things on day one if i'm someone who's like i need to get a playstation or an xbox on day one and I'm like, I can't get one at my retail uh, store. So I'm going to go to eBay. I'm going to pay an exorbitant amount of money to get it. But these people are guaranteeing day one pre-orders. If these scalpers, these people who go in and bots are taking the risk of pre-selling their stuff because that's what they're doing. If you look on eBay, they're selling the pre-order. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and unless it's, specified and i haven't looked and dug too much into any of the people who are scalping these things but it most of them say like that it's a pre-order for day one so if you're a scalper and you bought 
and you were able to get a bunch on Amazon. Yeah, and now they're saying that they're not going to get them first day. Then you might just possibly you're taking a risk. That's I mean, really, I I don't know if Amazon would go ahead and care that much. Like, I don't think Amazon has to care about people selling their stuff from like, what do they care? Yeah, but. Well, they care because of all the other retail companies that are having these issues. And how do you stop this? How do you protect yourself from this when they can't even figure out a way to stop friggin' bots from attacking, uh, attacking shopping well, carts? Well, I think that's what they care about stuff. is bots. But I think that they have. Well, they didn't protect themselves, oh. nor did any other company. Actually, and you think by now, being twenty six, uh, or so... twenty twenty, that we would have this ability to put maybe I don't know. What do we do to stop bots right now? We put these dumb captures in. Maybe we put a captcha in when you're trying to order these things to stop people from botting. So, okay, actually, so this brings up an interesting topic that I think I saw on Snapchat and IGN, and I think this is hysterical. So my question to you is going to be, who do you think did worse right now with the, the whole pre-order thing, PlayStation or Xbox? Honestly, I think they both are pretty on par okay. with each other, but at least you knew what time you were getting into the shit with xbox you know what i mean so i'll give them credit on that Mm -hmm. um where playstation it was like put your ear to the ground guys yeah Mm -hmm. you know i I mean that's what we had to do i think microsoft tried to go the right way about everything and i I give them credit for that so i I do think microsoft has the edge as far as that's concerned but i think after all the dust settled it was equal right like they both yeah they they both oh yeah 100 percent um so well hold on hold on hold on so i have a point okay go ahead no go ahead go ahead so here's the thing with the whole bots bots as you know work very particularly they, you know, a lot of them have a certain algorithm that they follow. They're looking for the exact time that the product is going live, and then it goes to the website. It hits the purchase button. It does it does its thing, right? Um, so there are ways that you can mess with that, you know, especially if, let's say, it doesn't go live. Like you said, I think it was Target or something or Best Buy that oh, couldn't get it up for 45 minutes. So, um, you know, maybe with Best Buy, if somebody was botting Best Buy, that would be a problem that it came up 45 minutes later. But No, because it was, because it was coming soon, it wasn't DDoSed. Okay, all right, maybe. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, listen, all the bots work differently, so I'm sure some of them still did perfectly fine. But now here's my here's the thing. So Xboxes and Microsoft's nomenclature is shitty. Apparently, the same day that the Xbox Series X came out, the Xbox One X orders went through the roof. Oh, yeah. So I wonder why that is. So you have a bunch of parents that have no clue anything about video games that just bought their kids an Xbox One X for Christmas thinking that it's the Xbox Series X. And a good point that they made was that it also messes with bots. Some bots might have screwed up and also ordered the One X. So... I mean, I'm not going to lie because I've made the same mistake, but I actually haven't really thought too much into it until now. When you think about it, that's a really stupid naming system for the Xbox. How are you going to release an Xbox One X and then Xbox Series X? Like, it's almost like they yeah. did it purposely just to inflate their sales of One X. I don't think they actually did that, but no. but like, really? So and yeah, when I say inflated the sales, they inflated, like, they said something like 700 720,000, like it, it, there was 720,000 1X sales the same day that it released, which obviously nobody's buying that right now because the new yeah. system's coming out. So, sure. uh, yeah, I think that's hysterical. So I'm curious to see how everybody deals with that. And if we're going to get a bunch of returns, if people are just going to get pissed off at Microsoft because they bought the wrong system, even though technically it's their fault, not Microsoft's, you know how people are. Listen. People are going to get pissed at Microsoft. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Can I just say this and, and state it plainly and, and factually? I have a friend, and, and you do too, who has a, a member in the family who works at Microsoft, and they couldn't even get one uh, yeah. because the store was down and continued to be down. So they couldn't even handle the traffic that was going to the Microsoft store, for God's sake. So it just goes to show you that no one was truly ready for the amount of people who are going to clamor to this thing either system yeah but think about it like this this was basically like black friday virtually in some respects like everyone was going after the same product and let me tell you something i'm no genius but i do work in the it world and i don't think it would have been very hard for um amazon 
Best Buy, all these places to put a caption in at checkout. Even if it was just so for that no time captures? period. Like when you went to checkout, no. there was no captures? No, you just had to like in some places you put your CVV code wow. in. In some places you just you just go through your process as long as your stuff is ready. Like Walmart, you had to put your CVC code in. Or yeah, but whatever that's, it is. That's, a, that's a static field though, so it doesn't Right, but here's the thing. Built just like you said, Bart Bart's <laughs> bots are built on a specific architecture. If these guys don't know what's coming and oh yeah mm-hmm. and they implement a ca- captcha you would have eliminated bots from the picture I, altogether i guess i I'm don't just stupid i assumed captures were a thing like i literally assumed that oh, they were doing captures. guys <laughs> and, and the reason why he assumes that is because uh sjw took no time to try to buy one of these yeah, systems which yeah. is totally disappointing um but this to the same point and to the same aspect of it all is like how hard could this be and even newegg was just mm-hmm. like in, in newegg i talk about because of the fact of the if you guys are into the pc gaming world um the rt 3080s came out and um those also well you can't get fit. one because yeah. there was a huge mass hysteria for these cards and people bought them and probably bots and they came out and said you know we really can't do anything about the bots uh mm-hmm. yes you can Yes, you can. You add a caption to checkout, okay, and you just do it. And even if you can't target the captcha, and what I mean by that is, say, you can't put a captcha on specific items. It has to be all or nothing. So anybody who checks out has a captcha. Well, guess what? Put a captcha in for the time period that you're selling an item that could possibly take down your entire freaking infrastructure, okay, and then remove it. Once everything has been fulfilled and then on top of it, like, well, that only work once. Well, guess what guys, there are hundreds of different ways to set up captures. So maybe this capture, you do the letters, maybe this capture, you find out how many fucking crosswalks are on the picture. (laughs) Listen, I hate those by the way, because they always slightly overlap into like a, and you can never tell if it's actually in that square or not. That meme. You gotta go with that meme with, with, um, what's his face like sweating. Yeah. It's like that moment when you're like, is the traffic light, is the traffic light moving into it? You know what I mean? Like it's, but this is my point, right? It needs to that should, Yeah, that stop. should have been a, a no a no brainer there. People, so. like I, I and like I said, I'm not a genius, but I think that would have been my question. If I'm like Microsoft and I saw what happened with the PlayStation, I would be going to the retail companies and be like, "Listen, I'll give you the architecture. We have like genius yeah. coders in the group that can help out with this. We have should people who acquire it." Because Amazon probably doesn't care if a bot buys a bunch of systems because, hey, they just made a bunch of money. But Sony and Microsoft will. Yeah, but I'm sure even, like, Best Buy and other companies probably care a little bit, too, just because they need to, like... They need to have stock. These things were going to be sold. Mm -hmm. This is the problem that we have with this, and we see all the time. These systems were going to sell. So they shouldn't worry about bots... They should just worry about the fact that people should be able to get them normally. Well, and by doing that, you do that. If they're going to give you a captcha so you can send in a freaking request to them about what you didn't like or, or <laughs> liked about something, maybe you put a captcha in so people orders. who really want something can get it instead of letting get instead of scalpers being able to get all the systems or the majority of the systems to sell at exorbitant prices. Well, let's uh, let's pivot real quick to it's similar. Oh, yeah, we're, we're I know we, we've been that. we've been rambling about this. I, it's uh, it has to do with Xbox, but another topic uh, in the news, which also I think very purposely was announced during the pre-orders, you know, and all this stuff going on, probably to to in you know get an influx of orders. Microsoft bought Bethesda. If you haven't already heard that, well, now you are. It did happen last week. It was for seven point five billion dollars and uh with a b and that it does a lot for uh for xbox i know with the the game pass obviously is the first thing that comes to everybody's mind this instantaneously increases the value of game pass it instantaneously makes it better so uh definitely a, a a good move on the part of microsoft but uh here's my whole thing with this is i i got a lot of things with this but i feel like microsoft had to do this 
I feel like Microsoft actually had to make a move like this in order to to really push that, okay, Game Pass is the route that we are going. Game Pass is how we want Xbox to work in the future. And we're going to show you that we're invested in this by buying Bethesda. And No, I, I agree. Yeah, so I, I, so I agree with them buying Bethesda. Now, here's the thing, though, in the short term, which, again, Game Pass seems right now to very much be a long-term goal and a long-term plan. Um, short term, this does almost nothing other than increase the value of Game Pass a little bit because you're getting a few more games, which in all reality isn't... I mean, these games well, are on every single system anyways. Well, let's talk about... Well, well, see, that's great that you just said that because that's not going to be the case anymore, right? So, so that, okay, that, that's what I wanted to talk... What, ga- what games do you honestly think they would make exclusive from Bethesda on Xbox after everything's said and done. They said they said that it's going to happen. So we don't know what they it could said be new it's gonna, IP. I, it's going to be new IP. There's no way in hell that Doom or any of these gate like no way. Elder Scrolls, there's no way Elder Scrolls okay, or Doom well, let's or any talk of those about games it for a second. Let's talk about it for a second. Okay, let's talk this through. Square Enix. Let's go to Sony's uh bread and butter, mm-hmm. right? Um Final Fantasy remake right now currently exclusive to the sony playstation i'm not saying that it will be exclusive forever but it could be exclusive for a a certain amount of time and if you are a game pass member and let's say for the sake of argument that you get elder scrolls 6 so time on xbox Mm -hmm. for a full year before anyone on playstation can touch it well that's a pretty good advantage um because think about it if we're going about video games video games have a shelf life right Mm mm-hmm you have the people who are excited to play games in ex- and there are huge huge amounts of people who play elder scrolls yeah. who play fallout who play doom those are probably the big 3 okay they have other mm-hmm. games that have done those that have been bigger, successful yeah. but mm-hmm. those are the those are your big 3 right if i told you and i'm a big fan of of two out of those three games um like i'm a fan of, of all of them yeah, but like like uh, but let's just say i have not been clamoring to get a doom game in a long time but mm-hmm. a fallout game an elder scrolls game i'm usually like right on it so for me to have the comfort and by the way doom coming to xbox game pass october 1st <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where you know you have exclusivity for that time and microsoft has said and probably because they just can't get out of it who knows uh that the bethesda exclusives for the playstation 5 will be honored so the yeah. games that were gonna be, they will come out on xbox but but there's still the gonna be timed exclusives for playstation it's gonna be timed exclusive for playstation but those are gonna be the last ones they have um so if, on you, the if you read so. a portion of this article actually mentions too which i 100 percent agree um they the biggest reason why this is good for microsoft is that Let's say they didn't do this and Bethesda releases a new Elder Scrolls. They would probably have to pay some sort of fee to get it on Game Pass. Like, it's going to be an additional expense. Mm-hmm. So by buying Bethesda, no, it's, it's more upfront. There's no additional expense or anything. So, um, right. again, I think that's a smart decision as far as that's concerned. And then, like you said, I do think it'll be a timed exclusive. But now, because of these games... So the other thing they also mentioned with them not having to pay a fee to get it on Game Pass is... Well, now they get the revenue from these games. They own Bethesda. Yeah. So the the more that these sell, the better. And one of the things Xbox has really pushed lately is we don't care how you play, where you play, or what you're playing on. Just play. So I there might be a timed exclusive, but if these are timed exclusives, I feel like it's going to be like 30 to 90 days is going to be the timed exclusive where you can get it early on Game Pass but then it's gonna be it's gonna release shortly after for everything else because that's more. Yeah, you know, that could be it too. It could be a pre. It could it could go that route because they've done it in the past. You know, they've released games a couple of days early if you're a Game Pass member before yeah. it came fully. So, I mean, it could also be that type of thing, like get an exclusive two weeks before the game's supposed to come out or whatever on all systems. You know, people are really excited about the fact that with this purchase, it might invigor Fallout New Vegas 2. Yeah. Which is the game. And apparently Phil Spencer came out and said that he is super excited about a bunch of unreleased game titles that Bethesda was working on. And for those who are really excited about Bethesda games, Fallout New Vegas, if you hadn't played it, is was super fun. So... And- 
for them to possibly release a second Fallout New oh, Vegas. That would be amazing. I'd be, I'd be on that, yeah. Um, yeah. Here is – so generally speaking, I think this is a good long-term play for Microsoft. Um, I still think this does not help them in console sales. So I, I think short-term, this, this still really does nothing. But here's my concern with them buying Bethesda. It's the Halo effect, I'm going to call it, right? And we already saw Halo get delayed. But that's that's not even really what I'm getting at here. It's that ever since they bought the Halo franchise and took it from Bungie, Halo's been on a decline. And I think everybody can agree. I, th I personally love Halo Guardians. I think it's the best Halo, the Halo 5. But universally, everybody seems to agree that it's just not quite what Halo 2 was. Halo 2 was kind of the peak. And then Halo 3 was pretty good, but then it started declining. And my concern is that, okay... Now that Xbox has creative control over Bethesda, the the actual quality of the games will decline. And I think that if you look at somebody like Sony and Square Enix, like you mentioned, one of the things I've always loved about the Sony-Square Enix relationship, which is why I think Final Fantasy still continues to do so well, is they don't have creative control over Square Enix. They simply have a good working relationship. And I think that a lot of these companies, like Amazon and Microsoft especially, they have this like monopoly mentality of like, we will buy everything and own everything. And it's like, nah, man, just just work with people. Like, why can't you just work peacefully together? <laughs> Instead, they're gonna buy them for seven point was it seven point five billion? So, yep. I don't know. I that's a little concerning. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe I hope they still make awesome games. I really do. But I just always get concerned when these companies get bought out because it's like, well, there's the end of Bethesda. Like, it got bought by Xbox, and who knows what's going to happen now that they get driven into the corporate ground, you know? So um, it's a little concerning, but I do think long-term it makes sense for, for Microsoft to do this. Well, if you're concerned, be even more concerned because there are reports out there that Microsoft is not done with purchasing a video yeah, game company. So we don't know who's next. Um, but there's a possibility that they could be buying a new company or another company. If I had to make a guess, if it's going to be a significant purchase again, Activision Blizzard. No, that's believe... see that's owned by Riot though. Or, uh, no, I think that they're gonna. Time. I think they're gonna try to get EA. Oh yeah, well they already have EA on Game Pass, right? Right, but that's my point. Mm -hmm. Is like yeah. they have a partnership with them. They're building something. It's possible. And EA is really trying to push a subscription-based uh, mm -hmm. thing, too, that it might just make sense for them to come together. And if you read in the article, too, um, this Game Pass system uh, brings in an annually about a billion dollars a year. So, oh, yeah, it makes bank uh, right so, now. Yeah. So if, if they continue to grow this, you could be looking at um, the possibility of that payback on Bethesda coming back in five years if they continue to grow with growth if you factor in growth they could possibly make that money back oh, yeah. in five years so i mean we might not even get to the third topic today because there's so much to talk about here but i want to kind of wrap in the uh amazon's okay. the amazon thing here because okay, i yep. i think it i think it shows a few different like company philosophies when it comes to gaming right now so i just mentioned square square enix and sony so sony very clearly looks to be that their philosophy is not to buy people it's to work in conjunction with them and create you know whatever so uh, microsoft is trying to buy them and you know own everything about them and take all the revenue yada yada, yada. amazon luna cloud has been yep. announced and uh apparently it's basically google stadia for amazon we all know how much we love google well stadia. you know what's interesting to stop on that for a second if i can just the thing that was interesting about this article and what it stated was it kind of wasn't like Stadia in the fact that yeah. it, it is different because it's almost like cable TV yep. is how they put it. It's like buying cable channels um, that well, you can Well, it's Prime. Buy. Do you have so, Prime Video? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's the same it's thing. Like that. It's yeah. basically yeah. you have Prime Video, but for gaming now, and it, there's an Ubisoft channel, there's a Square Enix channel, there's a Bethesda channel, so... And they even said in the article, it's going to be interesting how something like Bethesda, now owned by Microsoft, are you able to have a Bethesda channel on this device now? Or like, how does Microsoft Game Studios work with something like Amazon? Now, I don't usually give Amazon credit. I'm not crazy about a lot of the business corporate decisions that Amazon makes, especially in the gaming space. But I like this because I like Prime Video. So Prime Video, you have something like HBO. HBO is so well known for some great shows, right? 
we all Game of Thrones. Like, there's so many high triple A shows on HBO that are really creative, really good. So with Amazon's Luna Cloud, that shows me that Amazon has the same philosophy similar to Sony, where they're not trying to own everything. They just want people to have access to it, and then they're taking a cut with the whole, you know, we're going to take some of the subscription for whatever channel you buy, yada, yada, yada. So that means something like Bethesda could go on Luna Cloud. Everybody has more access to it, but Bethesda still has creative control over Bethesda. So I actually like Luna Cloud in general. I think it's a really good idea. I think it's good for gaming. But now I'm concerned if Microsoft or or Sony, for that matter, if, the, if these companies keep buying game studios... It's like, is there even going to be anything on Luna Cloud? And then again, it just takes away from the creative content that these studios might be able to make. Um, I believe that there would still be stuff on Luna Cloud. I think because it, it comes down to some revenue too, right? So like as long as Microsoft said, yeah, you can have a Bethesda channel and this is how much we want from the channel because the mm -hmm. way it looks is it's just like what you said with like, okay, so if you have um, Amazon, and you have the Amazon channel. You can purchase within Amazon yeah. a subscription to HBO Plus or whatever, HBO Go. And whatever. Amazon takes a cut from managing and Amazon the subscription. Takes a cut from managing that. So you could see a, a scenario where Microsoft's like, all right, for $4.99 or $5.99 a month, you can have access to the Bethesda channel. You can have all the Bethesda games. And Amazon takes a cut from that. So... I, because you're only you're not giving every title away you're only giving some of the titles so there'll still be an advantage to being a game pass member it's just a matter of the fact that you have the ability now to uh get a couple of dollars well, if yeah. you're it's just like you can... so i don't think it's going to become a barren wasteland for luna i think amazon has enough money behind them and is big enough to be able to work with somebody like microsoft yeah. and sony to make deals and say listen you have Insomniac games. It's always been a PlayStation only situation. We would like to see if we could have an Insomniac channel mm -hmm. where we could have Ratchet and Clank, where we could have Spider-Man and all the other games mm -hmm. and just go full bear with it. How much would you be willing to, to pay for us to stream that on our channel? And then they come up with a number. And to be honest with you, if I'm looking at this for this to be reasonable for people to actually buy it they have to be under ten dollars a channel and i'm not talking 9.99 i'm talking like they have to be like at 5.99 well and they're saying it might be like 15 dollars, so i don't right i don't, know I don't think it's I, I don't think it's going to be viable at 15 yeah i don't think so either um because you're not going to want to play multiple channels a actually, channel would be good yeah because you're then you're looking at trying to get bulk because if you have three channels and you're paying 15 dollars a month it's not as bad mm -hmm as paying $15 for one channel and being locked into one game studio. Yeah. So you know I mean? here, so it's, it's interesting, right? So you have Amazon is basically saying, okay, we're just going to be this third party person that's chilling and everybody can come be on our service. Then you have PlayStation now and you have game pass. And basically what those are saying is, yeah, in some way they have some exclusivity with like, okay, Insomniac games are going to be on PS Now and Bethesda games maybe are going to be on uh, Game Pass if that's how that ends up working out. Although I think Bethesda is going to end up being on both, who knows. But now it's interesting because you could charge more for PS Now and Game Pass because you're, you're getting a more variable games. You're getting multiple studios as opposed to paying for one studio's channels on the Amazon service. So there are actually different uses for each, like, different sort of right. game service now. But you do also, you can't price yourself out of the market either. So just because you're giving a lot more, if you charge more, you might lose subscriptions. And I think the, and it's always been a numbers game, right? It's a numbers game with Netflix. It's a numbers game with all these companies where it's like, okay, we have X amount of views and X amount of subscribers, if you say we're going to raise our prices to this number, mm -hmm. you're going to be removing a lot more. More people won't see value in it. The idea of Game Pass and the way that it's always been pushed is that there is value in getting that subscription, which mm -hmm. currently there is value in it. And once you remove that value, it becomes more difficult to be like, well, you know, now I'm going to go over to Amazon because these are the games I play. I can spend $30 a month, let's say just like for sake of it, mm -hmm. that 
it gets so big that it becomes $30 a month for Game Pass. Well, if Amazon says $5, $6 per studio, that's like four or five studios that if you're really into, that's all you need. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you just got to keep the value there. And I think that's what Microsoft's going to try to do because this is really what they're trying to push. And analytics are probably going to say that they can't go over $20 a month if they want to keep it where they're going. Yeah, and it, it'll be interesting, right? Because I feel like, so you could compare PlayStation Now and Game Pass to Netflix, right? And then you could compare Amazon Prime to this new service that they're offering for video games. It's the same yep. thing. And it's going to be interesting, I think, uh, when and then you throw in like HBO Go, right? So HBO yep. obviously has its own service for just HBO. Just like EA has its own service for games, you know? Just like uh, Epic has its own service for games. So you have these other single subscriptions to just that company, um, and obviously those do way worse than something like, you know, Amazon prime or Netflix or, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see out of all these new gaming things, Google Stadia is doing it one way. Amazon's doing it another way. PS now and game pass are, are similar, but they're doing it, you know, another way as well. So it's going to be interesting to see which or which version people gravitate to more, um, and how they actually want to receive their games like that. And it, it is so crazy to think now we're talking about this. And before it was, I'm going to go to GameStop and buy a game on a CD and put it in uh, my system. And now we're just like, well, do we subscribe to this or subscribe to this? And I I still can't convince myself to not own things. Like, I hate the idea of, of everything in my life just being money coming out of my pocket and I don't own anything. Like, I, that's just me personally. Um, but I know, I mean, that's where the world is headed. The world is headed towards a subscription-based yeah. service. Hell, we'll probably just have a subscription to our car with gas included it's in one of these days. I mean, we already have leases, so <laughs> we'll see uh, where the world heads with that kind of stuff. But it's definitely going to yeah. be interesting to see who, who comes out on top. Absolutely. So uh, I guess now we can, we can go into this quick uh, before yeah, sure. we get into the games. I found this 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 article. Basically, and I, listen, this has come up multiple times. I'm sure we'll talk about this again on the podcast. Um is it game over for consoles is is the question posed by this article and essentially it gives a timeline of you know when things were released when things came out of out of fashion and into fashion and uh you know with everything we just discussed are consoles is there a need for consoles anymore is it just going to be streaming and using a pc or and i guess that goes hand in hand with is a pc ever going to be obsolete and I, I feel like it's a little bit easier to say no because we use pcs for so many different things um, but in reality, systems are just a glorified computer, right? They just they, right. they operate differently. That do so. a specific that have a specific function and yeah. only that function. So and what do you think? Um, um, based upon what we just went through the last two weeks, I'm gonna say no, because <laughs> I mean, the sales and stuff. no, seriously, like if 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 we went through the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X launch for pre-orders, and everyone got one easily. And there were still pre-orders within 24 hours. I would probably say, yeah, maybe it is trending down. But we have once again seen again. Mm -hmm. that we are a uh, like a uh, a world of we want new shiny things. And this mm -hmm. both these of are these shiny. Are shiny <laughs> things. Um, the PlayStation more shiny than the Xbox, but still, <laughs> nonetheless, it's like it's that that mentality so, right and so i would have to go with the fact that i think that yeah consoles aren't dead and maybe one day they will be but not anytime soon there's there's two points i want to make here the first one is uh i'm interested to see the sales figures of of these particular consoles because in this article that we found it said uh sony released the ps2 in 2000 and it sold a record to date the the best-selling console ever in the history of consoles is 155 million consoles sold Yep. Um, PS4, which uh, also outsold the Xbox, released in 2013, still managed to sell more than 110 million units, but you can see it did downtrend. There were less units sold. Um, mm -hmm. And the Xbox One launched in the same year, and it sold around 50 million units. So Xbox selling um, quite a lot less. But it's, it's going to be interesting to see the numbers. And to that point, so Nintendo, Nintendo... Mm -hmm. Nintendo is my reason as to why consoles won't die. Nintendo 
meanwhile, we're, we're talking about PS5, Xbox Series X. Nintendo's just sitting in the corner like, we don't give a shit what you guys do. <laughs> we're, we're still going to sell our games. They're going to fly off the shelves and people are going to like them. And it's yep. like Nintendo has this this equation. They have this formula figured out. And like when I think of when I think of needing a console, when I think of a Nintendo or a Switch, I think, well, I need the Switch to play Nintendo games. You can't play Nintendo games on a PC. You can't play Nintendo games on a PS4. You can't play Nintendo games on Xbox One. You know where you can play Nintendo games? On a Nintendo console. That's it. And somehow through the year 2020, Nintendo has managed to continue that trend. And they're the only ones to have done that, whereas Xbox and PlayStation are starting to follow the rest of the market and head towards that streaming platform. So if there is a console that definitely sticks around, I think it's Nintendo. I think that PlayStation 5 and Xbox personally are going to go more towards the VR market eventually, but that might not be until the next generation. Well, you know, I think it all comes down to a couple of things, right? Nostalgia. Yeah. Um, mascot identify identifiability like if i say nintendo what's the first thing that comes to your mind mario and donkey kong and zelda <laughs> right so these types of games these types of things like like my kid's starting to get into video games and she's all about mario right now and sonic the hedgehog who happens to be sega but they're those are probably the two biggest mascots that came out of the video game world right yeah. is the sega mm -hmm. is sega and sonic and mario and nintendo mario more than and sonic sega dead, because... so i don't know how that happened i don't know sonic well, because, is, is so big because and... sonic's super big but the problem is is that you talk about nintendo they have way more you just name three identifiable characters for sega you could probably only name one but you could continue to name people on nintendo you could go yeah samus you could go you know what i mean like yeah. you could just keep going on and on with them but mario is steadfast like i know a hundred percent that this year for my daughter's birthday she's gonna get some mario stuff because she's asking for it mm -hmm. and that's the other thing too is they expand to other things like the lego mario mm -hmm. that thing's like that super mario cool. kart thing that we saw looks insane well, the mario kart oh, thing i have so people cool. i have feelers on that because like i couldn't get the pre-order and um i have someone who works at uh one of the stores and if it if they get one like if they have one mm -hmm. for sale they're getting it because it comes out literally two days before my daughter's birthday and oh, one day be before so her party so if i can get one for her which is really going to be for me but she'll want to play with it so technically it's for her um she'll get it <laughs> and uh, she's probably going to get a couple of mario lego set stuff too which is pretty cool but it's because she likes it and it's an, it's something that she enjoys and i think that's why mm -hmm. Nintendo will always have sustainability because she'll be nostalgic for it when she's older. And if mm -hmm. Nintendo's still around when she's older, yep. she'll probably do that for her kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, so if there's one system that's going to stick around, we think it's Nintendo. So, um, so yeah, with that said, Roughhouse, take it away, my man. Well, we have a deal this coming week. A deal? Roughhouse, are you slacking? What's going on, man? No, it's just that's what's available. You know, it's like what we found, and it's gonna start October first, and it is a free game on Epic Store as usual. Pink, uh, Pika, uh, <laughs> Piku, Niku. Piku Niku. It looks like Piku Niku. There you go. Help particular characters overcome struggles, uncover a deep state conspiracy, and start a fun little revolution in this delightful dystopian adventure. Free October first on the Epic Game Store epic so there you go and if you still have if you still forgot or didn't listen to last week roller coaster tycoon 3 yeah Ultimate i downloaded it is still available until october 1st so. watchdogs is no longer available but i did yeah watchdogs well. is not available but roller coaster tycoon is so jump on good that. stuff good stuff all right well now games you got to pay for unfortunately yep, all right but that's okay <laughs> um so we got Video games coming out this week, or, well, it's Saturday is when we're recording it, so Monday through next Sunday. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with Spelunky 2. I'm sure many of you have heard of Spelunky originally. It comes out on the 29th. Spelunky 2 builds upon the unique randomized challenges that made the original a roguelike classic, offering a huge adventure designed to satisfy players old and new. Meet the next generation of explorers as they find themselves on the moon searching for treasure and missing a family so good to see a spelunky uh addition to the family there then we have yumahara kawasi bazooka 
Well, I actually said that a lot easier than I thought I was going to say that. <laughs> that comes out for PS4 and Switch on November 29th. Uh, this looks... It becomes esports, rubbering battle action in a fixed area. So this kind of looks like a weird Smash Brothers. It also looks very foreign because even the description doesn't make sense in the English language. So um, it definitely, it just kind of strikes me as like a Super Smash Brothers, but just different characters and stuff. I'm not sure if these are based off of possibly some anime characters from uh, Japan, etc. That comes out again, PS4 and Switch on the 29th. The Walking Dead Onslaught for PS, or sorry, PSVR, yep, and PCVR on the 29th. It's exactly what you think it is. It's The Walking Dead in virtual reality. So that one actually might be pretty good. I feel like zombie games have translated well into virtual reality, uh, at least in this generation. So um, then we have, oh man, I was just telling you about this earlier, Rough House, Baldur's Gate 3. PC and I don't know why it's on Stadia, but I guess it is. So <laughs> Baldur's Gate three coming out. If you guys don't know Baldur's Gate, then then you're probably younger than us. Because uh, <laughs> Baldur's Gate two came out. Jesus, I think in like ninety nine or two thousand or something. Um, that game was awesome for me growing up. My grandfather actually showed me that game. Um, who and he still plays games like this. He's like in his eighties. So go go grandpa. Um, love that he plays video games, but this looks incredible. It's uh, kind of a Diablo-like game in that sense, but definitely going to be yes. picking this one up. <clears throat> Comes out on the 30th for Stadia and PC. Dead by Daylight for Stadia. Joe, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Stadia is overtaking, uh, overtaking it, and I, boom. I feel like we're getting more Stadia games each week. We're announcing more Stadia games. Yeah, and I mean, these are games that are not uh, exclusive, though. So these games have been out. Dead by Daylight's been out for a while. Dead by Daylight's making some massive changes, and they're doing some graphical updates and becoming a little bit more polished, which will be fun. I haven't played in a while. I really should get back to it. And honestly, we just like we had fun with that game um, among us, we could have a lot of fun with that. And we only need five people for that. You can have four survivors and one killer. And it, it is a ton of fun. Yeah, and that comes out at some point during September. It's to be determined right now. Um, it looks like it doesn't have a strict date. No Man's Sky Origins is getting an update. I always wanted to get that game, but never really got into it. It seemed like a really good idea, and I know the update made it a lot better. So another update coming sometime in September as well for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Super Mario Bros. 35, which we actually mentioned when we talked about the anniversary in another podcast episode, comes out for Switch Online october 1st it's basically the anniversary edition where you can play with 35 people warsaw is coming out for ps4 on september 29th switch on october 1st and xbox one on october 2nd why there's so many i don't know but warsaw is a challenging world war ii turn-based tactical rpg taking place in a war-torn city and sporting beautiful hand-painted graphics. Use everything at your disposal to help a team of accidental heroes survive the onslaught in their home city and overcome tremendous odds stacked against them on the streets of occupied Warsaw 1944. Honestly, I love the graphics in this. They, you can tell they're hand-painted and they just, they're so unique. Um, And honestly, it gives me kind of a Final Fantasy Tactics feeling back when uh like on playstation but with the cutscenes. so if anybody played final fantasy tactics the cutscenes kind of looked hand painted and that's exactly what all the graphics look like in this game so it seems pretty cool um might be worth might be worth checking out uh then we have ys origin for the switch on october 1st is coming out as well uh this is it's a japanese arpg Following a devastating demonic invasion, the twin goddesses use their magic to bring the inhabitants of legendary YS safely into the sky, while the demons work to construct Devil's Tower and reach the human's new abode, the goddesses disappear. So, pretty uh, cool storyline for an RPG, good old classic JRPG there. Uh, Again, comes out for the Switch on October 1st. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, we mentioned this before, it's about time this game comes out. (laughs) Haha, see what I did there? Uh, PS4 and Xbox One uh, on October 2nd. And uh, if you don't know what Crash Bandicoot is, well, I feel very, very sad for you. <laughs> this game was one of the best growing up. Let's Sing Queen. PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on October 2nd. Uh, all begins with the first tone. Sing is a solo superstar. Or perform with your crew and friends to rock 
every party with the latest version of the singing game let's sing you can follow the footsteps of cutting edge artists and perform so many different songs never really been into those games personally yeah uh no, I not like at all and then uh yeah st- i love guitar hero just not let's sing yeah uh, right. star wars squadrons pc ps4 xbox one to round out um on october 2nd it looks like the pre-orders go live um, yeah, that's what it looks like. And uh, Star Wars Squadron, yeah, you you you're starfighters, yeah. you're using starfighters yeah. to battle people. There you go. So. Absolutely. Pretty cool stuff this week, and that's gonna do it for uh, yeah. for our podcast. That it will, and uh, we will see you guys next week, and hopefully, things will get better on all these pre-order things, and we'll have more <laughs> clarity on what's actually gonna happen. I'm not not that, I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> so whatever the case may be. Anyways. Thank you, guys. Uh, We are done for this week. We will see you next week. And like I said, make sure you're giving us all those positive reviews. Come join us on Facebook. Join our Discord. All that fun stuff. And we will see you next week. Later, everybody.